She lives in a small town. She's old. She makes it herself. Well, hello, everybody. This is a another new, semi-new episode of Two Tired Dads. My name is Jonathan. My name is Justin. And you have stumbled upon a whimsical, Christmassy, special episode uh, <laughs> where we are going to go over our uh, Hallmark Christmas movies. But uh, before we get into that, just want to let you know, if this is your first time listening or watching us, thank you for joining. And uh, we are a podcast that goes over, uh, well, we give unsolicited parenting advice to unsuspecting parents, while at the same time talking about some really nerdy stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What? Let's talk about backgrounds. Backgrounds? Okay. Let's start with yours. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a really funny joke for my background. Uh, it's just, uh, it's nothing now. It's just like a bakery. It's a Christmas bakery that's relevant to uh, to our episode tonight, my uh, Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, I had a really funny picture. Uh, I was saw it on the Facebooks. It's, uh, it's called, it's a parody Hallmark movie called Brightly Shining. And it has a very nice looking picture of uh, Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall from The Shining. But they look nice. Like they don't look all messed up like they do in the movie. They look, he has like a typewriter with a big red bow on it. And it's just, you know, making fun of The Shining. It's not at all a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so I had to go with this one because it cut off the top part of their faces. So you couldn't see, you couldn't see the title of the movie. So the bottom was messed up. And then you couldn't see the top half of their faces or the tagline, which was something like he's he's obsessed with work and she just wants to snuggle <laughs> up or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, that's my background. It's, uh, it's for white girls. All work, no play makes Jack not happy for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was funny. His name is Jack and like the character's name is Jack, too. Right. Uh. Yeah. Right. Yes, it yeah. Is. yeah. Yeah. Torrance. Yeah. Thought that was cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I never thought of that either. So that's kind of funny. And I, yeah. I like The Shining a lot. I think it's great. And I like Jack Nicholson. I just never really put much thought into it. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's not like a huge deal or anything, but I just thought it was. No, cool. no. Yeah. It's just one of those things. You know, The Office does that a lot. They use like their actual like first names for their character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. It's great for them. Yeah, yeah, it is. We should do that. We should create character names, but use our, our real names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, next time. Yeah. Well, what's uh what's yours? Yeah. So mine is the uh the classic Hallmark movie of the Flash. No, not really. Uh uh here, let me do, do the thumb thing. So this looks to be season one maybe two of the flash sometimes you, you can tell with the suit but the suit's kind of out of uh picture so i'd say season one or two anyway thought it was cool you've got uh cisco over here putting up the the garland around the tree mm -hmm. and then you've got uh the man of many faces over here for 
those of you who have seen the the flash you know what i'm talking about for those of you who haven't you should watch it all nine seasons of it mm-hmm. um but uh yeah he basically plays like a different character every season but it's like it's the same character but it's a different person because you know multiverse um i don't know it's cool and he's really good at it yeah yeah so anyway yep those are our backgrounds it is yeah and that's our show no i'm just kidding yeah uh but mm-hmm. um <laughs> but you said but <laughs> yeah i did um yeah so how was your week well it was all right uh pretty busy they uh, decided to, well, I took my half day. We were given the gift of time at our school. You can call it a gift. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I, I took mine on Monday, and then uh, my uh, two of my other partners took theirs on Thursday and Friday. And then this Thursday, the other one's taking their half day. So it's a lot of fun, which means we got to cover for each other, which, you know, it is what it is, but uh, get to take a little bit of, uh, you know, a little vacation, I guess. Not a vacation, but, uh, you know, a little break. I took care of my Christmas shopping on that day. I just didn't, I just, I left, I left work and I went to the mall and do some Christmas shopping and then to another store and then to another. And by the time I was done, uh, it was time to go, time to go back and get a and get my daughter so it was all right and uh yesterday oh boy okay so we had this fundraiser at our school and you know how you know how those elementary school fundraisers go where they just they they push a bunch of product on the children and they make them sell it and then the school gets a percentage and if they sell so much they get a bunch of junk <clears throat> like she got so many keychains as rewards and then she got some slime which was great of them to include slime in the prize in the prize box you know i really appreciate that she got like a frisbee but one of the things she also earned was a ride in the party bus and they got to go to a place called like urban air zero gravity one of those is just a bounce house place with you know inflatables and junk and she got to go that was her that was her reward she earned she sold so much that she got to go and it's a big deal, and I got to go last year. One of my one of my students won, or earned that prize too. And the person that was supposed to go with her ended up not being able to go. So like, I'll guess I'll go. So we got to ride on the party bus, and it's you know a lot of fun. Then we got to go to the bounce house place, and we had pizza. It was cool, fun time. Yesterday morning, uh, my daughter wakes up not feeling very good, and she. Just says she doesn't feel good, but she didn't have a fever or anything, but she was just being, you know, poor, pitiful, you know, a little, little sick kid. Yeah. And okay, well, today's your party day, though. You're going to have so much fun. And she just kept saying she doesn't feel good. Like, well, I, I guess we'll see how it goes. And I took her to, took her to school and she came back three times after I sent her off to go to, go to class. She came back three times and like, well, I guess see if Grammy can come get her and Grammy was able to pretty much right when she heard those words, she kind of perked up 
hey, honey, you need to lie down. You can't be up and moving around here. I've got I've got stuff going on here. I can't I can't really I can't take care of you at this moment. Yeah. Grammy comes as soon as Grammy walks through those doors. She's fine. <laughs> of course. And she was fine the rest of the day. I went, I went to go pick her up after after and she was fine. She was laying down watching Bluey, eating turkey and drinking juice. Like nice. So you 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 <laughs> did all this just so you could okay. You missed your party bus. So we Can't were a little party bus. We were a little frustrated with that. Like, oh, come on. You could have been, you could have been fine. <laughs> yeah. You could have, you could have been somebody. You could have <laughs> been, been a contender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just realized we're both wearing blue t-shirts. I know. I was gonna point that out, but I didn't want to sound weird. Well, I'll point it out. Okay. You can be <laughs> weird. Yeah. We'll say it's the the official two tired dads t-shirt. Yeah, color. sure. Yeah, yeah, we need a we need to get that going, and we definitely, definitely need to update our our logo. We do. One of us has had another kid since then. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, TBD. Wait, wait, who? Uh, wasn't you? No, I thought for sure it was you. I I hope not. Right now, at least, <laughs> if I didn't know about it. <laughs> I mean, I welcome another child, but I would like to know about it before it happens. Right. Like to take about nine months or so to prepare. Yeah. It's got to bake in the oven. Yeah. It's got to bake. Got to preheat that oven, slide the little bread in, close the door. Got to sit and watch it through the window, make sure the dough rises. No? You're making it weird. That's not how it works. You're making it weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. How was uh, your week? How was your week? Ah. Uh... It was, it was okay. Yeah, it was good. Uh, my my boss was in town. She flew in from across the pond, as they say. Yeah. Because uh, my my boss lives in the UK. For those of you that don't know that that saying. Anyway. Are you okay? Are you okay tonight? <laughs> I'm good. All right. Um. Yeah. No. It, it was fine. Uh. They we did all of our like Christmas celebration stuff this week because. Like we had, you know, visitors in in office, so it was kind of weird doing like Christmas stuff on like December fourth. <laughs> yeah, but oh well. Uh, but yeah, the work week went by pretty quick. Uh, kid wise, um, I think we're we're starting to get into that whole like empathy stage a little bit. Uh, with uh with Tobin. Because uh, I know we've been kind of looking for it with uh, like once he gets closer to three, we knew he was going to start showing signs of like being empathetic or whatever. Um, and he he kind of does here and there. Like if, you know, me or mom like hurt, hurt ourselves, stub our toe or something, he'll go, daddy hurt? Mommy hurt? And he'll like show signs that he's like, you know, concerned about us. And we're just like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, then uh, little Nubian is um, soon pretty good. Uh, he is now officially in his crib, no longer in the bassinet. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's a big boy now. Yes, um, he is. And now he's yeah. a big boy. Now he's a big boy. Uh, we took him to the doctor on, what was it Monday? Tuesday? Monday. I think, I think it was whatever it was. Yeah. 
uh we took him to the doctor uh this um this week and uh yeah they, they when they weighed him he was already like 14 a little over 14 pounds and he's about to be three months so um yeah i think he was born almost 10 pounds and so he's gained about like four pounds since then he's just growing too too fast but um yeah he's doing good he's in his crib now he sleeps through most of the night uh we'll feed him his last bottle around like seven ish he won't wake up for another one till like five or six in the morning um so you know knock on wood we might have two uh good sleepers we'll see <laughs> but um i remember with tobin right around this time that three and a half four months is when he went through that little sleep regression um and and pretty much stayed at that until he moved into his own room at six months so um try to take advantage of sleep as much as we can now <laughs> until um until then but we'll see. I know every kid's different, but uh, we're preparing for that situation to happen again. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Other than that, pretty much it. Getting ready for Christmas. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Christmas is Christmas is the best. I love Christmas. Same. Yeah. And this year is going to be a little, a little different. Normally, we like to go like take a weekend to go to like all the different families uh homes but uh since we had uh new bean uh we told our parents like yeah we're not traveling anywhere you guys got to come to us <laughs> so yeah that'll be fun just stay home there you go nice well yeah what enough of that oh okay. i think i think we got to give the people what they want and that is Hallmark movie time. Hallmark so, movie time. Uh, just to give you guys a little bit of context, uh, for those of you who remember last year, uh, we made a Hallmark movie, uh, pretty much just putting our heads together and um, writing out a completely cheesy, corny, um, what's uh, cliched, yeah. <laughs> uh, stereotypical Hallmark movie. Uh, yeah. and try to make it as cheesy and fun as possible so uh, we both got one we'll yep. go ahead and give it a whirl and who's gonna go first uh, i guess i'll go since you did the the sequel first oh yeah yeah did i yeah yeah you did you did the home alone attack, attack of the of, drones attack of the drones yeah almost <laughs> said it wrong <laughs> attack of the clones yeah so I remember what I did last year or last time. It was uh, The Farmer and Adele. I remember that. And uh, I wrote it pretty straight. Like, uh, not a whole lot of, not really a, lot, a whole lot of parody. Just the very end was the joke that it's been Adele, the singer, the whole time. But uh, <laughs> this one I did, uh, I did kind of go back to my usual tricks of uh, making it really messed up. At least partially. And I'm going to come up with the title for it probably by the end because I just I just don't know. All those dumb Hallmark movies have these stupid names. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I made sure to include as many cliches as I could. All right. 
So it's the Christmas season, and uh, Andrea is a junior executive at a marketing firm in the big city. She wants the big VP job that's opened up since the role person in the role previously was arrested for an embezzlement scheme. So that's an unintentional connection to the uh, four Christmases one that I did not intend at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, maybe it's connected. Same universe. It's the it's the Allmark CU. It's the HCU. They're all going to come together for one big adventure style Hallmark movie. That'd be a lot of Lacey Caberts and uh, Candace Camerons and Rob Lowe. I don't know. The other girl from Full House that did a Hallmark movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. The other, the the younger sister down from. Oh, really? She does those? Well, she did one that I saw. Okay. I was thinking of uh, what's her name? The, The annoying one, the neighbor or the friend. Oh, I don't know if she's done one. What was her name? I, was, I wanted to say, I wanted to say Gibby, but that's a different annoying person. You know, we do have this thing called the internet. <laughs> Sorry, you continue with your story. I will use uh, the World Wide Web for Full House character searches. I I never watched Full House, so I don't care. Anyway, anyway, uh. So she's she's all into the big the uh she's the big city girl she's obsessed with her job and her work, uh, with no significant other and only a parakeet, as her as her company and her nice but small apartment. She spends what free time she has trying to advance further in the company. Did you get it, Gibbler? 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 Kimmy. It was Kimmy. So Gibbler. you were very you were very close when you said Gibby. Yeah. Kim, Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, Gibbler. That's right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the pool of potentials is eventually whittled down to her and another guy, her rival, who she hates a lot. In the middle of trying to think of ways to impress her boss, she receives a phone call from a woman that she does not know. The woman identifies herself as the lawyer for Andrea's long-lost great-uncle Murray, but has passed away and has inexplicably left her a big house in a very small New England town called Dreams, along with, you know, all that he owns, all his inheritance, all the all the money that he has. She calls her mom to, you know, kind of inquire about it. And her mom suggests that she leave, go to Dreams, just enjoy herself. It's Christmas time, you know, just do the thing. Oh, uh, but her mom doesn't really recall an Uncle Murray, but she does say that, you know, well, we had an estranged uncle from the family that she never met, that her mom never met. So maybe it's 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 very possible that it's just a hidden thing that we just didn't know about. Again, black sheep of the family buried under the rug, a swept, swept under the rug. So when uh, Andrea informs her superiors of her intentions, they are largely unfeeling and tell her that this can really hurt her chances of receiving the promotion but she makes a tough call to go anyway, seeing this as an estate from the uh, the big hustle and bustle of the big city. She flies, first class, of course, as closely as she can, but is forced to take a taxi and a bus and another taxi and then another taxi the rest of the way. She falls asleep in the car and is awoken by the taxi driver when she sees a stupidly adorable New England small town decked out for Christmas. She finds the town's only hotel, which is, of course, in an adorable you know, old building that's been turned into a hotel and a cheery old couple who look a lot like Mr. and Mrs. Claus, wink, wink, 
it's too late for her to do anything regarding the inheritance or the house or whatever, so she decides to walk around the town. As she walks the small streets, she notices how happy everyone is, couples holding hands, children eagerly looking at all the toys in the windows, musicians playing music in the center of town in front of a large Christmas tree, the works. She ponders for a moment if it would be so terrible if she left the big city and settled down in a place like this. Just start over. Next morning, she contacts the lawyer that she spoke to, and they arranged to meet at the at a coffee bakery, coffee shop slash bakery nearby. When she arrives there, it's very busy for a small town. The young girls behind the counter all seem very chipper and eager to please their customers. Likewise, the customers are all very polite and are seen putting money in the nearly overflowing tip jar. Suddenly, from the back of the shop, the doors open and out comes a man. And when I say man, I mean man candy. This is the most handsome man that Andre has ever seen. I mean, think of the most handsome man in the world, like Danny DeVito, combined with, oh, what's that guy from? Santa? No, not Santa. He's <laughs> That's a whole nother level. Yeah. Like, think of, like, Danny DeVito and Rob Schneider. Like, combine those two. You got, you know, the most attractive man in the world. Okay. Where was I? <laughs> Uh, so ridiculously raising the standards for all the girlfriends, wives of all the men being made to watch this movie. He immediately locks eyes with Andrea and he nearly drops the tray of cutesy Christmas mugs. The lawyer arrives and they begin discussing what needs to be done next. Andrea mentions that she never knew she had a great uncle Murray. The lawyer is not surprised and says that Murray was really reclusive and estranged from his family for not being a very good person. She compares him to Scrooge and says that Murray was very wealthy and very greedy. Towards the end of his life, Murray seemed to have a change of heart, much like Scrooge does in the story. He began to anonymously donate large sums of money to help the struggling businesses in the town. Eventually, the word got out who it was, and unfortunately, he died before he could be properly recognized. Touched and inspired by this newfound information, Andre begins to cry. The lawyer gives her the address for the house left to her and says that they can meet there later in the day after lunch as she has other matters she needs to attend to. Andrea sits there contemplating her new situation. She compares herself to Scrooge. She's always been alone and works so much. She has a lot of money but never gets to enjoy it as she's always so busy. She's pushed away potential lovers, friends, and even her own family over the job. The man from er earlier notices her upset and quickly makes her a cup of cocoa in one of the cute mugs he was carrying earlier. He introduces himself as Kyle and the owner-operator of the coffee shop nearby. Andrea compliments him on the shop and says that everybody seems happy. He half-smiles and says, well, they are happy, but in reality they're struggling to make ends meet. He says the town isn't what it used to be, and although they seem busy, it may be the last Christmas season for the shop. And they may have to close up, and that's a shame because it's been in the family. For generations. Huh. Kyle is called away, but he says he hopes to see her again. Andrea drives to the house after lunch and discovers it's an adorable farm-style house on a snowy hill. There she learns more about her great-uncle Murray. Not only did he leave her the house, but all his money and all the other assets. He also left a letter. As Andrea explores the house and looks at pictures of the family, the letter is read aloud in voiceover. It explains that Murray had a great love for work. He had made his fortune in real estate, but was not ethical as a landlord. He overcharged and was unforgiving when it came to rent. He was so cruel that his fiancée left him, and he alienated himself from the rest of his family. One day, he learned that his accountant's very young son was very ill. When he asked to help pay the medical bills, Murray coldly refused. 
He explains further that he had a Christmas Carol-style dream. In the dream, he was Scrooge, and the ghosts visited him as they do in the story. He took that as an epiphany and changed his ways. Large donations, paying off mortgages, etc. Murray explains that he hopes that Andrea will learn from his mistakes. He hopes that she will find love and focus on what is important. Andre asks if she could be allowed to stay in the house while things are getting sorted, and she sort of shrugs and says, that's, um, that's fine, whatever. She's on the phone, so she's not really paying attention. No one lives there, and the sole owner who left it who left it to her was Murray, and he's dead. On her way back to the village, she runs into Kyle, quite literally. The two decide to have dinner at a cutesy little restaurant near the frozen over pond. There she learns that the restaurant is struggling too. In fact, everybody in the town is. All the businesses are struggling. After they finish, Kyla asks if she'd like to go ice skating on the pond. She says she hasn't skated since she was a kid, but Kyle promises he'll catch her if she falls. Aww. The two share a romantic <laughs> skate on the pond along with the other skaters. As she struggles to maintain her balance, Kyle, true to his word, helps her. They even share a kiss just before Andrea loses her falling. Luckily, Kyle saves her. All the events the past two days have convinced her that she needs to make a real change. The next day, she meets Kyle at the coffee bakery shop thing and formulates a plan to save the shop. <clears throat> Overhearing that the annual Christmas festival might not happen due to luck, luck, lack of funds, Andrea offers to help pay for it. When the, when the man dismisses the idea, as it will take a lot of money, Andrea thinks for a second and then says it's no problem, and she pulls out her checkbook. She writes down a large amount of money, on the check, and Kyle smiles at her. After all, she disinherited a lot of money, so she has the money to spend. Yeah. Over the next few days, Andre and Kyle work together to plan the biggest festival the town has ever seen while falling in love at the same time. Andre calls her mother to update her on the situation, and while very happy for her, cautions her on making rash decisions, like uh, spending money like she is, and for falling in love with a random person that she just met two days ago. Andrea confidently stands her ground and says it's where she needs to be and what she should be doing. <clears throat> Christmas festival is a huge hit and all is well. The town has attracted lots of out-of-towners, the mugs sell out, and all the coffee and the coffee shop slash bakery is saved. Suddenly, the lawyer finds Andre and says she has to speak with her and it's very, very important. She looks extremely flustered. She looks like she's been crying. She's like, she's a mess. Like I know I didn't describe her earlier, but she's like this, you know, sharp dressed, no nonsense lawyer. She's takes the job very seriously. Her hair is perfect, her everything's great. She looks awful here. <clears throat> yeah, nice. Standing behind her is a woman that looks royally pissed off. <laughs> Turns out this is the woman that the lawyer meant to, to contact. Her name is also Andrea. The other, Andrea, angrily berates her in the middle of Town Square for all that she's done. She'd taken advantage of her great-uncle Murray's name, influence, and moved into his house. Kyle is taken aback and is immediately disgusted with her. Completely blindsided, Andrea is forced to leave dreams behind and go back to the city. The family there informs her that they'll be seeking legal action against her and her, and her lawyer. When she arrives back at her apartment, she discovers that her parakeet has died because she didn't bother to have somebody look after it. Her rival got the job she wanted, and because she was gone for too long, she had been let go. Nobody could contact her in dreams because the service sucks there, because it's a small town, and they don't have cell phone towers, apparently, in New England. Meanwhile, in dreams, Kyle's shop ends up being bought out using Murray's fortune. He's allowed to keep his shop, but the family changes all that made it unique and makes it a corporate clone. 
The other Andrea finds and reads Murray's letter, but Bubba decides to, eh, I don't want to do that, and continues to be another Murray. The end. <laughs> oh, wow. <sighs> uh, baked yeah. for Christmas. I don't know. Baked for Christmas. I don't know. That's what I want to be. No, I'm just kidding. A, a Christmas carol. <laughs> a Christmas karaoke. Karaoke. Karo. What? Karaoke. Cookie. Christmas. Karaoke. Yeah, that sounds wrong. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Carol. Carol cookie. Carol. Christmas Carol cookie. Christmas Carol cookie. Candace Cameron. Uh, Candace, yeah, starring Candace Cameron and Rob Lowe. I don't know. Rob Lowe, yeah, sure. <laughs> As, he's way too old for him. I mean, it's a Hallmark movie. Age doesn't matter in a Hallmark movie. That, that, that's that's a that's a joke about his legal troubles. Oh, see, I did not know about that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <clears throat> so I'm I'm going to go ahead and preface this by um, I don't think mine's nearly as long as yours. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Um, we're trying to pad for time, right? <laughs> yeah. I like, um, I like writing, so I do too, but not Hallmark movies. There's only know. so much you can do. We just uh, they're all the same. Freaking pull a name out of a hat deal, and just like literally, yeah pull name of a out of a hat like it's always like some generic white girl name they're yeah. always marketing execs they always go to a small town yeah they always meet the love of their life some something some issue falls upon their family they have to overcome it and then by the end uh they're getting married and people are singing christmas carols and merry christmas yep there you go <laughs> So that's pretty much the summary of my movie. No. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, so I do have a title for mine. Uh, oh. Mine is called A Holiday Reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Nice and sweet. There we go. Uh, so we enter in on a small, quaint town of Evergreen, Ohio. Mm, Ohio. Uh, it's bustling with festive energy. Uh, the town square is filled with garlands. They're putting up the Christmas tree, putting all those fake little presents down below, and uh, they're just getting everything ready for Christmas. Snow gently falls. Smell of hot cocoa. Freshly baked cookies are filling the air. And uh, here comes... Our protagonist is that is it protagonist if there's no antagonist still? I mean, he's yeah, main yeah, character, it's, it's main, my story, main character, we'll, the protagonist. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll say it's protagonist anyway. Uh, enters the uh, stereotypical Hallmark white girl named Jessica in her 30s, somewhat. Um, Success, successful but overworked marketing executive <laughs> uh, reluctantly has returned to her hometown for Christmas after years away. All this seems uh, strangely familiar. It's strangely familiar. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
So she's walking around, uh, looking at all the decorations and everything going up. And uh, she's saying, hello, hello, you know, saying hi to all the, the people walking by. Some people kind of recognize her just a little bit, maybe just like, oh, hey, it's, I remember you from school kind of thing. Um, eventually, she makes her way uh, to her childhood home and uh, she walks up the steps, kind of dusts off the, the snow from her, her shoulders and uh, she hesitates just a little bit before ringing the doorbell. She's thinking about it. She's she's thinking, you know, it's it's been quite a few years since I've been here. Um, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe maybe I should turn back. But she musters up the courage. She goes to ring the doorbell, but the door opens. And who's on the other side, but it is revealed to be her childhood best friend named Ben, who's also in his 30s. Uh, charming, caring, stereotypical small town Hallmark movie guy. Hmm. Um, oh, wasn't talking to you, Siri. It oh. pulled up a list of Hallmark movies. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Small town guy opens up the door. Uh, he says, Jessica, I never thought I'd see you back here. And Jessica says, uh, um, hey, Ben, just here for the holidays. Uh, I got some work to catch up on. Um, are my parents home and what are you doing here? Uh, ben kind of says, oh, you know, I I just live up the street now. Um, I kind of come in and help uh help your your parents around the house a little bit here and there and she goes oh, okay well uh, uh let me let me go ahead and settle on in uh so she goes inside puts her stuff up she's getting all her stuff put away and uh you know mom's in the kitchen getting her christmas gingerbread cookies uh all baked and then the gingerbread um what do you call it the stuff that they're going to make the gingerbread house with like the the sure, base that, and all that all that yeah, stuff yeah. gingerbread she's making gingerbread yeah yeah, yeah. So mom's buy, in the kitchen bite at the store Come on. no she's in a small town she's old she makes it herself yeah yeah so mom's in the kitchen making gingerbread dad is uh, on the couch kicking back in his favorite chair having a nice cold drink and uh yelling at at the tv <laughs> he's watching the spurs he's probably watching the spurs go three and 16 or whatever uh, it is. no 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 sir no sir 17 oh it's 17 now no played the bulls man god <laughs> i'm just gonna give up on this year the, the one year sorry i'm gonna pause yeah, yeah, my yeah hallmark yeah, movie yeah. so i can go down this tangent real quick yeah the the one year i i have not followed basketball since Tim Duncan retired. I know. I, know. I finally make a decision to mm -hmm. get back into it. And I'm yep. like, all right, I'm 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 going to watch my Spurs. I'm going to get back into basketball. And they suck. They're terrible. Worst team in the West. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I was wrong. What? What is it? 3 and 18. 3 and 18. That's our show. You guys have a great night. I'm going to go cry into my pillow now. Oh, my Lord. 3 and 18. What? Are you kidding me? 
Oh, the Pistons are worse than us. They're a two and twenty. Oh, two and twenty. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we're last. <laughs> we're last in the Western Conference, of course. Yeah, man. <laughs> My gosh. I mean, they were bad last year. That's why they got the first round draft pick this year. They oh. got that Wembenyama guy. Good he, lord, he's the only decent person on the team. But they're doing wow. so bad, I guarantee you they're going to get number one draft pick again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Um, God, Sorry. Man, Sorry. Now, Sorry. Now I can't think of nothing but those stupid Spurs and their 3 and 18. Are you kidding me? God. Oh, boy. Anyway, stupid yeah. Hallmark movies. He's, he's yelling at the TV. He's yelling at the TV. He's watching the Spurs. Yeah. Even though he lives in Evergreen, Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) He's probably yelling at the Cavaliers. No, you know what? They're doing better than the Spurs. He's probably, yeah, he's he's watching something else. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So she sees her parents again for the first time in a few years. She's giving hugs, you know, uh, starts helping mom make the gingerbread, all that stuff. And they start, uh, you know, catching up and, and everything so uh as the uh the day goes on day becomes night uh she's getting ready to uh you know uh kind of start the evening right so mm-hmm. uh so we're in the living room uh the, the cozy room is uh, adorned with twinkling lights and festive decorations uh she's got her family there and and then at this time, uh, her childhood friend has also come back and uh, a couple other friends that she had from school have come back to see her as well. They're all kind of gathering for their Christmas Eve celebration. Jessica reconnects with her old friends and begins to feel the magic of the season. Hmm. Yeah, all the warm, fuzzy yeah. feelings, you know, you're back home, small town, you got snow, something we don't really know here in Texas, nope. Except for that one year with Snowbid, but we don't yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So she's feeling the magic of the season, um, and she's uh, she's reconnecting. She's getting back out there, talking to her friends and family. It's been years since she's caught up with everybody. She's having a great time. Yeah. <clears throat> so during that time, uh, it's been a while. Eggnog's kind of gone around, and. Uh, her childhood friend Ben comes up to her and says, "Hey, you know the town square is not too far from here, and they should have all the decorations put up uh, by now. Um, you want to go for a stroll?" So Jessica says, uh, "Sure, why not?" Uh, so they go for a stroll, start walking down. Uh, it's a few blocks away to the town square, and they start. Walking around, looking at all the lights, looking at all the uh, stuff in the the windows. You know, there's a lot of uh, old timey looking shops that they've got like this winter wonderland set up in in yeah. their window shops. So it's looking very Christmassy. Um, and they're strolling through, and uh, they've got some hot cocoa from uh, that same little cocoa place that they uh, that Jessica smelled earlier. Uh, and uh, Ben kind of turns to Jessica and says, you know, Evergreen has a way of bringing people together, especially during the holidays. <laughs> it's the coffee commercial? 
it's as he holds up his his mug of coffee right yeah <laughs> uh jessica says smiling uh, it's nice to be back even if just for a little while and ben goes you're not staying uh jessica goes well no i'm a very successful marketing executive in the big city yeah man i've i've got to go back to my job my job needs me they totally can't hire another marketing executive. <laughs> uh, so her and Ben keep walking and talking, looking at all the decorations and everything, sipping their hot cocoa. And um, so eventually we, they make their way back to uh, Jessica's childhood home. Uh, and she kind of says goodnight to, to Ben and, and, um, as she, uh, as the the town around them uh, celebrates, uh, they see carolers yeah. making their way house to house. Uh, there's a dazzling display of lights all across the street. They're just uh, seems like every house in the neighborhood is really decked out for Christmas this year. Almost feels like they knew she was coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jessica realizes uh, what she's been missing in this small town. You know she's uh she's starting to get her heart three times too large it would seem wow wow yeah that's yeah. totally not ripped off from another uh, christmas story i'm gonna get that checked out yeah definitely can, get that checked out jessica and a large heart can be really serious yeah man yeah man yeah um so as she's uh at the uh doorway uh she kind of opens up to Ben and says, uh, you know, I think I miss it. Uh, I think I miss this place. And Ben says, well, I told you as a place uh, has a way of bringing people together. And she said, well, no more than that. It's, um, it's, it just feels right to be back here. And, um, you know, city life is exciting and all, but, I miss the the hominess of being home. Uh, That's good. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I try. Um, so Ben says, well, got to follow your heart wherever that may lead you. And um, so night passes. Christmas Eve has come and gone. It is now Christmas Day. Uh, we find our uh our couple here in the town square and uh they are at i guess the part where they have a skating rink uh so jessica and ben share a heartwarming ice skating moment uh surrounded by the joyous laughter of the townspeople so what happens is uh you know they're skating around and uh as Jessica goes to uh, grab the the railing here, she slips a little bit. But Ben was there to catch her. Mm-hmm. Sounds very similar to yours, by the way. <laughs> it's funny how we pretty much, it's like we wrote the same movie. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's the point, right? It's Hallmark movie. Yeah, They're interchangeable. Uh, so yeah, she's going to reach for the the railing and, uh, ben catches her as she starts to fall and 
some of the people around her kind of laugh, but um, Jessica and Ben kind of stare into each other's eyes for just a moment. And, you know, they awkwardly kind of like, Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks for, for catching me. All right. Thank you. And they continue skating around and kind of don't speak about it. But um, they, they had a, a wonderful day of uh, hanging out together uh, during their, their Christmas celebration. Uh, it's now Christmas, Christmas night, the night of Christmas. Um, so Christmas we find our Christmas Eve, not Christmas Eve, the night of Christmas, uh, like Christmas, the actual Christmas, Christmas day. day night. Okay. I was like, yeah. Maybe. All right. That was way too confusing. Didn't need to be. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's the night yeah. of Christmas day. Would we'll say that, sure. Um, so we find ourselves back in the living room of Jessica's childhood home. Um, so a lot of her, uh, her family's there, and her friends have kind of come back again. They're hanging out, surrounded by loved ones, um, and Jessica feels the spirit of Christmas just welling inside of her, and um, she kind of stands up, gets her little eggnog and little spoon goes ding 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 to get everyone's attention and says um you know it's it's been years since i've been here but seeing everyone here uh really makes me miss this place and um this this feels right this is where i need to be um you know, the big city is nothing compared to uh, all the, the warmth and joy of having you guys around. Um, and you guys have kind of shown me the true meaning of Christmas and the importance of uh, cherishing you guys and our, our loved ones. And uh, as she starts to say that, um, Ben kind of walks up. He's got something behind his back. He's holding something. Ooh. Yeah. He walks up to Jessica, holds up what looks to be mistletoe. Nice. <laughs> uh, and goes in for a tender kiss and marking the beginning of a new chapter in both their lives. And then on the screen, we, he, we see Merry Christmas. Fade to black. Wow. Roll credits. Yeah. That's that. It's sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I've I've never seen the single Hallmark movie, a curse mm. or any any Hallmark movie at all. But I feel like really? I have. Yeah. I mean, you write like you have seen one. That's because they're all the same. <laughs> I just I know the cliches, so I just included all the cliches. They definitely are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. We don't have yeah. cable, so. Well, I mean, you don't have to have cable to watch a Hallmark movie. I mean, it's... they're requirement i thought i thought you had to i mean there's a lot of them online ah, well i don't think this whole streaming thing is going to take off oh you don't think the streaming thing is going to take off nah. what are you netflix of 1998 come on <laughs> stop selling dvds and get with it they're going to open a store did you see that oh netflix yeah, yeah like a i heard about store. that That's no man um Jokes aside, physical media forever. I will, I will never go unless I have literally no other option, which I don't think will ever happen. I'm never going to go uh, at least fully digital ever. 
I like yeah. I like I like having the physical Blu-ray DVD in my hand. I like touching it, looking at it, you know. I like that. Yeah. So. I used to be that way, but honestly, it takes up so much space to have it does all those. And I mean, at the same time, like if like your internet or whatever goes out, like you can always like, well, I've got my plethora of you know, my library of movies I can pull from. Yeah. But what if the streaming service decides to take it down? Yeah. Even if you have the digital copy or whatever, like what if they decide uh, to let's rescind that? Yeah, but they they usually uh, they usually buy the license temporarily. Yeah. So it's like if one streaming service has it temporarily, then yeah, it might go over to another one later on. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's always some way to find it. Sure. And if you really, really, really want to watch something, YouTube's usually got it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, was, I think yeah. it's just funny. I was watching, uh, or not watching, sorry. I'm, I, I'm, I might have mentioned this before. I'm sorry if I have. Uh, I follow a bunch of uh, movie uh, stuff on Twitter, and primarily James Bond. And then in Facebook, I joined like an aliens uh, group on Facebook. So they're always posting different things. And I was like, hey, everybody, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies is on ITV tonight. Uh, this time, oh, it's, it's all, let's all watch it. Hey, Goldfinger's coming on. Like, don't, don't, don't you own it? <laughs> I own it. I can watch it anytime I want to. And it's not edited and it's, there's no commercial breaks. And I, I mean, can, I can pause it. Some people do that, but like uh, I know Amazon, like you can buy movies and it'll save it on like your digital library. Sure. So yeah. It's kind of the same thing, I guess. But what if you don't have Amazon anymore? Well, if you've got a big digital library full of movies, why would you get rid of Amazon? <laughs> but I just mean like, you know, what if something I'm just saying, you know, you know, if, if it's digital, it's not actually yours. You don't own it if it's digital because at any time mm. it can just get rescinded. Like I have, I think I have like two digital games on my PlayStation. Yeah, I bought them. But technically, if they wanted to, they could take that off and it wouldn't be available for me anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying physical media forever. I'll never, I will never bow to the, to digital. I mean, teach their own, but you know, it's also yeah. 2023. So sure. Sure <laughs> it is. And I guess I get it. Cause I have the original series of star Trek and next gen on Blu-ray and it's a big old box. Like it's, it's like that big. So I get it. It takes up a lot of space, but uh, I mean, if it's Trek though, I, 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 I have all the Trek movies, so I get that. Yeah. I have. Yeah. No, no, you don't. Oh, okay. I have all the ones that <laughs> matter. Okay. We are not going to discuss Into Darkness. No, I do actually own all of them. So there's that. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm still waiting for Deep Space Nine to get mm. that Blu ray release. But at this point, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Voyager. I don't think it's going to happen with that either. No, they stopped at Next Gen. Yeah. That's lame. Yeah, it is. I think. I think Enterprise has it only because the series came out later. So yeah, yeah. They do. I was trying to see if I could find it for, uh, but that's the one I've seen. Well, other than, I guess it's not true. I haven't seen very much of Enterprise, but I was just like, yeah, you know, I like Star Trek, so 
I try and find it. Like, eh, it's too much. It's on Netflix right now, for now, until they take it off. Wait, or did, it's on or Netflix? It? Oh, it's gone. Is it gone? Oh, you can't watch it then, can you? No, see, it was... Uh, or Paramount, had, I guess. Yeah, they, they had all the Star Treks on uh, Netflix for a long time, for years. And then they, uh, when Paramount Plus yeah. was uh, first launching, it wasn't even called Paramount Plus. I think back then it was like CBS All Access. Yeah, CBS. Um, right. yeah. yeah, so when that was first launching... Because, you know, they had, like, Star Trek Discovery. They were trying to, like, come out with all these, like, yeah. spin-off Star Trek shows. They were like, oh, well, Paramount's bringing the family back, you know. And so then they took off Star Trek from all the other streaming platforms that's except right. for that one. And I think that's still the case now. I don't think you can watch it anywhere else. Uh, that's right. I forgot about Paramount Plus and junk. Yeah. See, that's the other thing, man. If you don't, if you don't have the streaming service, you're can't out of watch luck. It. Yeah. I mean... Be- I'm okay with that. I'll just get it for the time that I'm watching the show. I guess so. I guess so. I get it, and and, and I know that I'm, I know that I'm alone. Not alone, but yeah, a minority. People that think that way. I just always thought it was funny. Like these, these, and these are fanatics. Like these are people that will go to, uh, like special screenings of like the James Bond movies, like at the the Albert Theater in London. They'll they'll go to these screenings. Like hey. And then the next day, they're like, hey, the Spy Lovey's on, on TV tonight. I'm like, yeah, but you just went to a screening of <laughs> of Goldfinger, man. Don't you own this movie? Right. Pay your TV license and then go buy a Blu-ray that plays in the UK. Mm. We don't have TV licenses over here. But that's what George Washington fought for. That's true. <clears throat> that's what our founding fathers fought for. They didn't fight for the freedom of uh, of slaves. They just fought for, you know, American independence. Yeah. That was like 100 years later. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's Nin- important too. 90 years, I guess. Yeah. I can't do math. I mean, it's why we have calculators. That helps. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, those are our Hallmark shows. You know how we do. Yeah. Very, very fun and uh, very stereotypical, of course. But um, yeah, so huh? if um, if you've enjoyed this uh, riveting episode of uh, Two Tired Dads um, and you would like to continue, please uh, check us out online. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, Two Tired Dads, Instagram, uh, Two Tired Dads Podcast, uh, on X, not Twitter. Uh, it's at Dads Tired. And uh, TikTok, it's uh, Two Tired Dads. So uh, check us out. And uh, we also, you can hear us, watch us, and all of the above on uh, Spotify. Uh, we're also on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Uh, so, Yeah. Uh, love to hear from you guys and uh, we've got a few things planned for the new year uh, but um, yeah don't want to spoil nothing but uh, yeah. looking to have some some guests on the show next year and uh, should be fun yeah It'd be great yeah cool well uh, uh, is it my turn I do the thing right is is it 
Is it your turn? I do the I see the I see the first part and then you say the last part, right? Or is it I do the first part and then you do that next one? I don't know, man. <laughs> Just start everybody, us off. Everybody have a good night. And good luck. Nailed it. Nice.